Hey, all my littles and my bigs, it's Barbara Jarabek here with the Marvel of My Ordinary Life bonus episode following episode 20. This is a New Year's episode that we're going to call Snow, Snow, Oh No, It's Snow. Yeah, you wait and see what we have three little short episodes for you here. I realized it's been snowing like crazy up at Tahoe. Like, not what somebody told me, like nine feet. That's crazy talk, nine feet, which made me think of this. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Barbara who grew up into a huge rascal of a teenager named Barbara. When she, meaning I, was about 16 years old, so old enough to drive, I and my friend Kathy Robbins, of which you know, my rascal friend Kathy, her sister Sharon, and I think that was it. There might have been some random person I did not know who was a friend of Kathy's came along for the ride. We all decided what a great idea. It's the end of the year. We're all on Christmas break. New Year's is coming. Let's drive up to Lake Tahoe in this crazy snowstorm. Well, it turns out that Kathy and Sharon had a dad who always gave them these really cool and crazy gifts. Like they were the best. Like we got walkie-talkies, And I say we got walkie-talkies because we were best friends, so we always shared our stuff. This year, I didn't get a present, but they did, and it was awesome. They had yellow hard hats, like you'd see at a construction site, with red lights on the top. And when you flicked the button on the top, the light would go around and around in a circle, and it would go, woo, woo like that. What For what reason you would have this hat, I do not know. Like, when, when would you ever use this? I, I have no idea, but that's what they got for Christmas. So here we are driving up to Tahoe, super excited. We have, you know, some cheesy little hotel room. The only thing that we could afford was some little tiny hotel room that was nothing you'd stay at on purpose, but when you're a bunch of teenagers and you really don't have a lot of money and you just want to have fun in the snow, it's what you get. So we show up. It was not nice. The walls were super thin. You could hear everybody else in all the other rooms. Well, in this case, being young teenager girls, we heard (laughs) boys in the other room and we saw them driving up and they were all cute with their little hats and their big puffy jackets and their skis. We were more at the age when we saw cute boys arriving for the room next to us that we would play jokes on them instead of being all flirty. We were of the age to just mess around with them. And Sharon, my friend Kathy's little sister, was probably three years younger than us. So she would pretty much do what we asked her to do. We were getting ready for bed and we were in a hotel room with one bed. That was the only thing we could get. So we just had blankets and pillows all over the floor. It was really cold. I do remember that. And right before we went to bed, we said, Sharon, I'll give you a dollar if you put on your hard hat. When she's in her pajamas and fluffy slippers, we'll give you a dollar if you'll run into the parking lot, run around the parking lot saying, Happy New Year with your hat going woo, woo, woo. She's like, okay. 
because that's what you do when you're that age, and it seemed so funny. So she runs out into the parking lot. Well, the second she goes out the door, we closed the door and we locked it on her, which is so mean. Like, what the heck, Barbara? What were you doing? She's running around the parking lot going, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! And all the boys next door come out to see what in the world she's doing. And then she sees them and she screams like, ah! Like she realizes somebody's watching and she's super like kind of embarrassed, kind of laughing. So she comes running back up to the hotel because she thinks she can fling the door open, come in and we'll off a laugh. Well, we locked the door. So we're all waving from the window. Ah, this is so funny. And she starts crying. And the guys come over and they're like, what's the matter? And she's like, they locked me out. And the guys are like pounding on the door, which of course we opened it. We're like, oh, Sharon, I'm sorry. Was the door locked? We were the biggest brats. The whole rest of the trip, we were so nice to Sharon. We felt so bad. Everybody treated her to hot chocolate, whatever restaurant you want to go to, Sharon, that's the one we'll go to. We felt horrible, but I'm sorry, it was still heck of funny. If you could have seen her running around out there in her PJs with that hat, woo, 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 so funny. <sighs> anyway, that is bonus story number one. So episode number two is called Two Left Boots. Back in the day, I was never really a skier. I could drive four hours and be up at Tahoe. I just didn't like being cold. But my friends talked me into it and they said, oh, it'll be fun and let's go on an adventure all the way past Tahoe, higher and higher and higher to Mount Shasta. We had a friend who had a house up there. So we decided we will rent our skis and our boots and everything we need down here in the Bay Area. And everybody got them at the store, any mountain. We got our skis. We got our boots. We had, I think we wore overalls back then and long underwear, like so many pairs of long underwear underneath to stay warm. So we drove all the way. Oh my gosh. So, so long to get up to Shasta, you were talking and talking and stopping. And when you're with your friends, it doesn't seem so bad. We get there, we stayed over for the night, and then the next morning drove over to Mount Shasta, which was huge and beautiful. Everybody's putting on their boots and getting their cute little outfits ready. I look at my <gasps> boots. I'm like, no. Why? I did not notice this before. Any mountain has given me two left ski boots. I'm all the way at the mountain. Everybody else is walking out the door to get on the lift and go up the mountain and come down. I'm crying because I have two left boots. And then I thought, okay, regroup, regroup, just go over to the counter and see if you could rent a, another pair of boots. So first, of course, I call any mountain, and which is so silly because they're like, well, what do you want us to do about it? You're like eight hours from us. We'll give you your money back when you come here. And I said, oh yeah, well, if I have two left boots, that means somebody has two right boots. So I'm not going to be the only one really mad at you. And there was kind of a silence. I could imagine them going, oh yeah, we're probably going to be in trouble twice. So they said, if you rent another pair of boots, we'll pay for it. So just go to the counter of wherever you are and rent some more. So I go over to the counter and of course I'm kind of <laughs> sniffing a little and I'm a little sad about it because all my friends are already gone. Of course, nobody's waiting for me. They're like, woohoo, the snow. I'm at the counter 
And I said, I got two left boots from the place where I rented down in the Bay Area. And the guy's like, why didn't you check them? I don't know, but that's not the point. Can I please rent a pair from you? Yeah, well, we're all out because it's really a big weekend. And I said, well, actually, I just really need one boot. Like, who's going to rent me one boot? If you give me a right boot, then I'll have a left and a right. And he's kind of looking at me, shaking his head. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Sorry, why don't you just go out in the snow and like hang out with some hot chocolate? Like, yeah, that sounds like so not fun. Oh, I went outside and I just stood there looking sad. And as I stood there, I noticed it was getting snowier and snowier and snowier. I mean, white out. You couldn't see anything. People are coming down the mountain and just packing it up. It's just too snowy. You can't see a single thing. Plus, I'm hearing the wind pick up and it's like, ooh, it's getting so windy. And I'm thinking, this is nuts. I don't want to wait around in this freezing cold. Nobody can ski. Where are my friends? Okay, I can't find them anywhere. The car is in the parking lot, so they have not tricked me and left like that would be horrible. They're nowhere. I walked up to the ski patrol and I said, you know, I don't see my friends anywhere and they're not at the car and it's really windy and I'm kind of starting to get worried. They looked at me and they said they didn't come down and I said, no, I don't think so. And they said, or which run were they skiing on? And I said, I don't know. I was in trying to get my boots because I had two left boots, which they're kind of looking at me like, okay, girl, (laughs) she got two left boots. Good start. And they said, well, it's really not safe to be on the mountain right now. People are getting blown up the mountain. People that are trying to ski down the mountain, it is so windy, they are actually being blown back up the mountain. And I was starting to cry. I was like, oh, my friends are going, they're being blown up the mountain. That sounds horrible. And they go, don't worry, don't worry, we'll go find them. So off they went with their little snowmobiles charging up the mountains. They were gone like 20 long minutes. When here they come, I can hear the little engine coming, and here they come down the mountain, and there's my friends, and they're both crying and waving. They go, Barbara, you're so lucky you had two left boots. It was so scary. First, we couldn't see anything, and then we started getting blown up the mountain when we were trying to ski down the mountain. Let's just go back to my friend's house. That was horrible. And so I kind of thought, oh, well, good day not to have two boots that match. And back to the friend's house we went where everybody treated us so nicely because we were so traumatized for almost losing two people on Mount Shasta, which apparently is a thing. Story number three, this actually happened on New Year's Eve, which is what today is, New Year's Eve 2021. I had a friend named Candy. Candy came with me to up near Shasta at a place called Shastina, and it's a lake, and my parents had a little townhouse That was our big, like, woo, vacation time that we would get to go up there. It was fun and all for New Year's, but really, you all, New Year's was geared towards the grown-ups. There was people with, you know, all their, like, little silly hats, and their crazy dance music was going on, 
and everybody was having all sorts of nice food and the kitchen was really busy. And Candy and I were like, oh, this is not very much fun. So we said to my very distracted parents, we're going to just go take a walk, okay? And they said, out in the snow? And we said, yeah, it's going to be beautiful. So we put on like everything warm that we possibly had. By now, it's probably 1130. And we decide, oh, yeah, that's perfect. And you all, it was beautiful. It was crisp. The snow was not falling. There was a beautiful lake. Part of it was just iced over. It was beautiful. So we got it in our heads that Lake Shastina is not very big. And this is where we made a big mistake. Not very big is a term that could mean many different things. Lake Shastina is not very big compared to Lake Tahoe. It's teeny. If you think you're going to walk around it in the middle of the night, that is not going to happen. It's way, 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 way too big. It would take all day in the daytime to walk around it. But in our minds, 13, 14 years old, we thought, oh, this won't be so bad and it'll be so beautiful. If we just stick to the roads that stay close to the water, as long as we can always see the water, we'll be able to do it. Out we go walking in the snow and it's, like I said, just beautiful. The moon is huge, lights up everything. We're talking and walking and talking and walking. And then we get where we can't really see the lake. And we thought, well, that's okay. We'll just take this road to the right a little bit. And then it'll weave back to the left and we'll get back to the lake. So we walk some more, we walk some more. And pretty soon we start hearing like fireworks going off and we're like, oh, happy new year. It must be midnight. Yay. We're all happy and like, yay, isn't this fun? And throwing little snowballs at each other and laughing. And then we hear coyotes. Off in the distance, coyotes. Up there, there are wolves. And we were so scared. And we're like, are those coyotes or those wolves? And I was like, oh, off in the distance. And we were really starting to get scared. And Candy goes, wonder if they smell us. That's probably it. They're probably following us. I was not such a nature girl back then. I was more of the, oh yeah, they probably are. They're probably chasing us. Let's go back. So by now it had started a gentle, gentle snowing. Just a little beautiful snowflakes. All good, except they're covering our tracks. And yes, we'd follow the road, except we had to take a couple little jigs and jags when we lost sight of the lake. So we really didn't know where the lake was anymore. And I said, I think if we just keep going right. So we did take a lot of rights until we got to a cul-de-sac, you know, the end of a street with no out. And we're really starting to hear those coyotes or wolves, whichever they were getting closer. And this time I thought to myself, you know what? There's a real possibility actually are following us. And so then I say that to Candy. I should have kept that to myself because then Candy starts to cry you mean they're really after us? And she's this little petite thing. So she is hanging on my arm, crying. Candy, let go of me. We cannot run if you're hanging on to me. She goes, but they're going to eat me first because I'm little. I'm like, I don't think so. They're going to eat both of us if you don't let go of me. So I'm half dragging her, half trying to run. Finally, we're both like separately, like running, running, running through the snow. We're running along. We're in the cul-de-sac. We cut down to the actual lake. Water. So now we're like climbing over rocks. We can see the townhouse lights up ahead, but it's still probably half a mile ahead. And we are hearing those coyotes getting closer and closer. So we are crying and climbing over rocks until we see a car go by. So, okay, there's the street. So then we climb up through the trees, get to the street, and just start running. When we 
finally got to the townhouse, we were exhausted. We are damp from the snow. Our breath is ragged. We're like, <gasps> we're so like freaked out because the coyotes were like, okay, I think we got rid of them. And then because now we're safely back at the townhouse and everybody's gone to bed and we just sort of fall in the door, we just start <laughs> laughing. We're like, oh my gosh, that was so funny. We totally thought the coyotes were after us. That's so dumb. They're probably chasing a deer or something. Let's just go to bed. So we went to bed. Big sigh. I went right to sleep. When we woke up the next morning, we walked outside to see how much it had snowed. What do you think was on the ground? All around our townhouse, so many footprints of coyotes or wolves. We still don't know which. All around the townhouse. But those coyotes were following us. They tracked us all the way back to the house. Now we're in the morning. There's no coyotes in sight. And Candy, of course, she starts crying again. They're going to eat us. They're going to follow us the whole rest of the time we're here. I want to go home. It was like, oh, Candy, come on, knock it off. It's supposed to be a big adventure. And she goes, we're always going on big adventures. And they always have something like this happen. And I said, I know. Isn't it awesome? That's what makes it such a good story and such a good adventure. And that was my Happy New Year story from way back when. I hope you all have amazing adventures to tell from this evening. Happy New Year's 2022. See you later. Bye.